We have a crossover Thursday today on the Lachlan Giants podcast. We're going to get the lowdown on the Los Angeles Chargers, plus the latest from Tucson, Arizona, where the Giants are currently spending the week practicing. And what's with this rumor about Russell Wilson potentially wanting to come to New York? We'll touch a little bit on that as well. All coming up on today's Locked on Giants podcast. You are Locked on Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, New York Giant fans, and welcome to another edition of the Lachlan Giants podcast, part of the Lachlan podcast family, your team every day. Patricia Trader here with you, and today's episode is brought to you in part by Stat Hero. Stat Hero is the first of its kind daily sports platform where it's you versus the house in head-to-head fantasy matchups, winner take all. Sign up for free today, right now at stathero.com slash locked on and use the promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. And again, thank you so much for making the Locked On Giants podcast your first listen, or if you're watching us on YouTube, your first watch of the day. And thank you to everybody who continued to send in uh, con- messages of condolences and prayers on the passing of my mom. We did lay her to rest. So um, I am back to give you your shows as scheduled. I'm back to do um, all the writing that I do over at Giants Country. And um, for those of you who asked how I'm doing, I'm holding up. I'm a little tired. Hopefully that doesn't show up too much uh, when I am on video, if you're watching me on YouTube. But, um, you know, it, the, I think the hard part is behind me now. And uh, I appreciate all the kind words, and messages everybody sends. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. And uh, let's get into some giant stuff. So anyway. Today, we have the crossover show. Um, we will have um, one of the hosts from Lock on Chargers joining the program. That's coming up in segments two and three, and we'll get all the lowdown on the Los Angeles Chargers. They have a few issues of their own that we'll talk about. We'll talk a little bit about Justin Herbert and uh, you know some of the different players and who we have to watch out for, the X Factors, all the good stuff we usually cover during the crossovers. But before we get to that, I have a couple of things I want to take care of here uh, in this first segment. The first thing, obviously, uh, since I am taping this on a Wednesday, I actually have the Giants injury report. Um, so let me just get you caught up on that really quickly. Did not practice. And now this was a projected injury report. The Giants had a walkthrough out in Tucson, Arizona. So projected not to have practiced would have been quarterback Mike Glennon, receiver Kenny Galladay, cornerback. Adore Jackson and wide receiver Kadarius Tony. And folks, I'm getting a little concerned as to whether or not we will see Kadarius Tony again um, this season. I, you know, I, it's early. This is just my opinion. And let me just preface this by saying I have been out of loop, the loop of the last couple of days, but I'm starting to wonder if we will see this kid again this season. I hope we do. Um, but at this point, he's missed so much time that I'm just not sure how much more they're going to be able to get out of him. And, um, you know, does it, at, at this point, does it even pay to put him back out there? I don't know, but just a little side note there. Limited, Saquon Barkley, Daniel Jones, and Sterling Shepard. Now, Saquon Barkley was not on the injury report last week. 
He is back on the injury report, has the ankle issue. The ankle issue continues to be a problem for Saquon Barkley. He hinted to that after the Miami game in which he did not have a very good game. But Saquon has just not looked like Saquon. He hasn't been able to take over games the way you would think a guy with his talent and skill set have been able to do in the past. And um, he's another one that, you know, you you just wonder, you know, are they just going to continue to try and manage his reps and just how much are they going to be able to get out of him? I mean, at this point, the season, even though the Giants are still mathematically alive, the season is just, let's just end it already. You know, there's five weeks to go, I think. And um, this giant team, you know, they need a whole lot of work coming up in the off season. I don't have to tell you guys that. And, you know, I will be breaking that stuff down. Um, I'll probably work on some stuff over the weekend so that I have some notes for you for next week's shows and whatnot. But uh, this Giants team just really um, disappointing, you know, was considering all the investment they made, the talent. Um, you can blame it all on the offensive line if you want, you know, the the error in judgment on the offensive line. That is certainly a big part of it, but just not the year that any of us thought it would be. You know, I was very optimistic coming in, but just goes to show you, as I have said time and time again, you can't take shortcuts when it comes to building a roster. And the Giants tried and it didn't work. So anyway, speaking of the offseason and personnel, there was a report by NFL insider Jordan Schultz that Seattle Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson is apparently willing to waive his no-trade clause for four teams, the Eagles, the Saints, the Broncos, and the Giants. So over on Giants Country, I put an article out, should the Giants trade for Russell Wilson? And I also have a, there's also a post on the Giants Country message boards if you want to check that out. Um, The message boards are free over there. And of course, I've tweeted the, the article out with the headline question, should the Giants trade for Russell Wilson? And right away, people, yes, no, no, yes, absolutely. Um, I want to talk about that just a little bit here. And I'm not going to go into great detail because, you know, quite honestly, I know what I would do and I will tell you what I would do. But let me just present both sides of the coin here, if you will. Can the Giants afford it? First off, that's the that's the first question I always ask. Um, can they afford a player? Can they afford to trade for a player? So in looking at what Russell Wilson has next year, he has uh, a $37 million cap hit. But of that cap hit, $13 million is part of the prorated signing bonus. So He's got a $19 million base salary plus a $5 million roster bonus. Now, if the Giants wanted to trade for him, could they make it work financially? Yes, but they would have to obviously get that $19 million deal down. Now, here's the problem. Russell Wilson is under contract through 2023. And um, let me see, I think he has, yes, he has another $5 million roster bonus due on the fifth day of the 2023 league year. So here's the thing. In 2023, the salary cap is projected to really jump up. Um, It is going to be, and I'm going to just quick look up what the amount is going to be. I 
think I know next year they're projecting it's going to be 208 uh 208.2 million in 2023 it's going to jump up to 225 million that is the projected rate and then of course in 2024 256 million so that's basically starting in 2023 that's when you're going to see the television money uh start to kick in so can the giants afford to squeeze russell wilson under the cap the answer is they can if they were to restructure his 2022 base salary. They cannot carry 19 million. All right. Um, they would have to obviously pay like a, a, the roster bonus and they would have to shave some of that off and convert some of that money into a prorated bonus that would span 2022 and 2023. So they'd have to bring down that $37 million cap hit. It can be done. I'm not saying it should be done because personally, I think, you know, get the offensive line fixed. And hey, listen, if if the reports are true that Russell Wilson wants out of Seattle because he's being hit too much, because, you know, he, he's getting sacked too much, coming to New York that doesn't have a, a solid offensive line, I, I don't understand the logic behind that. I mean, that's, you wonder why he would include the Giants in that that list, you know, Denver has a pretty good offensive line. I think the Eagles have a, a good offensive line when healthy. The Saints have a good one when healthy. The Giants right now do not. So I just find it kind of curious that they would, you know, that the Giants would be one of the teams on Russell Wilson's wish list. And um, not saying that, you know, would he, would a guy like that with that talent be a welcome addition? Yes. But here's the other thing, all right? You still have Daniel Jones on his rookie deal, the last year of his rookie deal, which means you could still have him fairly cheap to see what you've got in him. So let me just call up the numbers here with him. Just All right. So Daniel Jones next year in the final year of his rookie deal is only going to count for 8.365 million to me. You've got to find out what you have in him. Now, I know people are going to say, well, he's been here now three years. And yes, okay, he's been injured. Um, he's missed some time. There's been times when he's looked good. There's been times when he hasn't. The thing I don't think the Giants know yet about Daniel Jones, believe it or not, even after three years, is can he really elevate those guys around him? And that's something that um, NFL analyst David Carr, former NFL quarterback, used to play with the Giants for, I think, a couple of years. Um, That's something he told me recently. You know, you look at Eli Manning, and I know a big thing a lot of people used to say about Eli is you look at some of the receivers and what he was able to get out of those receivers. He was able to elevate their performances. Daniel Jones hasn't yet been able to do that. And that's how you know when you have a franchise quarterback versus a guy that maybe you can win with. And right now I think Daniel Jones is Jones is probably a guy that you can win with in spite of. So the Giants, you know, if 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 we're trying to be fair here, which you know I like to be, put a decent offensive line in front of him. See if he can be that guy, a guy who can elevate the talent around him. And if not, then you move on after next year. Don't pick up the fifth-year option. You know, there was a time where I say, okay, you have to pick up the fifth-year option. I no longer feel that way about Daniel Jones. If Daniel performs well next year, you can always franchise him. I think the franchise amount 
would actually be a couple million less projected at least um, than the uh, fifth year option. So that's how I feel about the quarterbacks. Um, Russell Wilson, I, I don't see it happening. I, I really don't. I mean, I could see how you could, how they could fit them in, but I would not go in that direction. I, I just wouldn't. I, if you're going to move on from Daniel Jones together, all together after this year, see if you can get a free agent. All right. I, I would not give up the assets that it's going to probably take to get a Russell Wilson when that offensive line is a mess, when the pass rush has just been, you know, meh. So get the offensive line fixed. Bottom line, Russell Wilson's a nice little pipe dream, but I don't see it happening. All right, Giant fans, coming up next, we are going to have the crossover section of the show with Locked on Chargers. Stick around. That's coming up. All right, Giant fans, we have more coming up on today's Locked on Giants podcast. But first, Stat Hero is the first of its kind daily fantasy sports platform where it's you versus the house and head-to-head fantasy matchups, winner take all. And here's the crazy part. Stat Hero shows you their lineups before you play, and you handpick the team you want to face the house one-on-one. With Stat Hero, you are in control of the stakes. You decide how much you're going to play for, and Stat Hero has no choice but to take it because they are daring you to, to beat them one-on-one. So sign up today for free right now at stathero.com slash locked on for a 100% deposit match. Again, that's stathero.com slash locked on for a 100% deposit match. Terms and conditions apply. Stathero.com slash locked on. And welcome back, everybody, to the crossover section of the Locked On Giants podcast. The New York Giants facing the Los Angeles Chargers on the road this Sunday, 4.30 game, I believe. And joining me now to break down the Los Angeles Chargers is one of the co-hosts of Locked On Chargers, David Drogemeyer. David, thank you so much for joining me. Always a pleasure. I love doing these crossovers because we get to interact and connect with the other hosts on the network, especially these ones where, you know, we really don't get to do this very often, you know, with your team being in the NFC and us being in the AFC. So it's always good to kind of connect with you guys and get some information on a team we just don't really see very often. I feel the same way. And Lots of questions uh, that we could probably sit here and ask you and keep you online for a good couple of hours, but we'll try and streamline them. David, we got to start off with the Chargers season in general. Now they won, I believe it was three in a row before their bye. Since coming back from their bye week, they've won one, lost one, won one, lost one. What's going on with them? What kind of team is this and, and have, do they have an identity yet? Yeah, I mean, that, that's a very interesting question. And, and the Chargers are very frustrated by uh, that seesaw battle that up and down, they want to build some consistency that they, they want to, you know, go on a run. I mean, they put themselves in a good position here being two games above 500 in an AFC that's jam packed with a lot of different teams really vying for those playoff spots. Uh, I think uh, on, on defense, they're really starting to find their stride. The, they were one of the worst run defenses in the league for ma- the majority of the year, and they still are. I mean, just because they, they dug themselves a very, very deep hole, um, but they've gotten much, much better. So I think on on defense, identity is uh, much more physical, you know, really 
keying in to try to stop the run and, and limit those explosive plays. And, and on offense, they really want to get Herbert um, on the move. They want to utilize the, the rollouts and the bootlegs and the RPO game. Uh, and they really want to try to stretch the field. I mean, whether that is going to be uh, allowed to them or not, uh, obviously uh, the other defense or the defense he's going up against is going to dictate that. But they want to be explosive on offense and they want to limit the explosives on defense. All right. You mentioned Justin Herbert, a quarterback that I know I like when he was in school that I was hoping the Giants might get. Where has he taken the biggest jump from year one to year two? Yeah, I think it's just processing of of the field. I I think uh, in his rookie year, he really uh, uh, used a lot of talent, just a lot of God given natural talent and um, and in an offense that really uh, accentuated his gifts, you know, and that's big, that big rocket arm, you know, he had many explosive plays in this rookie season. Uh, and I think this year in an offense, that's more uh, new Orleans kind of centric also some, uh, some running concepts from the 49ers and, and some passing concepts from the green Bay Packers. They were really trying to take bits and pieces from some of the more successful offenses in the NFL and try to put something together specifically for Justin Herbert. So uh, I really think just the processing, uh, the more defenses he sees, the, uh, the better he's going to be able to to get at that. And that's one thing that in his rookie year, he had some trouble with uh, you know, changing the sight picture post snap uh, and then really trying to make Justin Herbert make decisions very, very quickly. I think that he's really gotten better with that. And I think with a defensive minded head coach like Brandon Staley, he's been really helping aid that development as well, because he can say, Hey, Justin, this is what the defense is trying to do to you. This is where you need to go with the football. Uh, So just having that kind of double education there with the head coach, I think has really helped Justin Herbert be a more complete quarterback uh, in year two. All right. Now the chargers announced this week, they have some COVID uh, players, guys who tested positive for the COVID-19 virus. Keenan uh, Allen, the, uh, the top receiver, uh, Mike Williams, I believe is the second receiver. And, and I think Chris Harris was the other one that tested positive. Let's talk about the two receivers. How much, if they can't play, how much does that affect and change the offense? Well, uh, just a real quick correction here. Uh, Keenan Allen's the only one that actually tested positive for COVID-19. Chris Harris Jr. was just a close contact. Mike Williams was also just a close contact as of this moment. So uh, because he's the, because those two players are close contacts, they have to be quarantined for five days. Both of those players are unvaccinated. Um, so as long as they continue to test negative uh, by Saturday, they can be cleared and they can play on Sunday. Uh, but to answer your question, Keenan Allen is an animal. I mean, he's one of the, the best wide receivers in the, in the NFL. He's not very fast but he's extremely agile. He's one of the best route runners in the league. He can beat you off the line in a variety of different ways. He is a third down monster. Uh, he collects first downs like their, uh, <laughs> their presence on Christmas day. He, uh, he absolutely just wins on that down. So the, the chargers are going to have to shift uh, to get the ball into Mike Williams hands. If he's able to play, if he's not able to play, then they need to rely on, you know, Josh Palmer, who is a rookie wide receiver this year, more Jalen Guyton. But I also think most importantly, they're going to shift to the tight ends. I think they were going to they're going to utilize Jared Cook and their giant uh, skyscraper. Donald Parham is six foot eight. Uh, those two guys, I think, will get be much more uh, focused in the game plan if, God forbid, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are unable to play on Sunday. 
What about with Chris Harris if he's unable to play? Chris Harris, uh, I think uh, one one person that's going to help kind of negate the you know the loss uh, or the potential loss of Chris Harris Jr. is the uh, the return of rookie cornerback Asante Samuel Jr. Asante Samuel Jr. has been one of the best rookie cornerbacks in the league this year. He has been very aggressive, uh, and there's a noticeable difference when he is on the field versus when he is not on the field. The Chargers can be much more aggressive. Uh, uh, rushing the passer because they trust that protection a lot more on the back end when Asante Samuel Jr. is on the field. So he he's returning from his second concussion. The Chargers have been very, very, very careful with him. Um, and that's just something that Brandon Staley believes very strongly in. Even last week in the Bengals game when Joey Bosa was evaluated for a concussion, Brandon Staley elected to keep him out uh, just because Joey Bosa does have some history with concussions in the past. So they really just wanted to act in an abundance of caution uh, to really just show his players and everyone else that he is going to take their health. Uh, and that's going to be the most important component when t- uh, dealing with his players. All right, Giant fans, we have more coming up on today's Locked on Giants podcast. But first, Super Bowl 56 at Los Angeles' SoFi Stadium is less than 100 days away. And on location, the official hospitality partner of the NFL is the only place where you can score a once in a lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package. Select your exact seats and choose from elite experiences featuring an exclusive pregame celebration with NFL legends, five-star Los Angeles hotels, and food prepared by the legendary Wolfgang Puck. Visit onlocationexp/sb56 for more information or search Super Bowl on location. That's on location EXP slash SB 56 or search Super Bowl on location. The Super Bowl will be here before you know it. So plan on getting there with on location. Hey, Giant fans, it's the most wonderful time of the year as college football is gearing up for the playoffs. The NFL playoff race is starting to take shape and the NBA and NHL seasons continue to heat up. And no matter what your sport, Bet Online has you covered with all holiday season with more props, odds and lines than ever before. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website at betonline.ag to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus with the promo code locked on. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available. Visit betonline.ag today and get your 50% welcome bonus with the code locked on. You have the Lock On Giants podcast with Patricia Trena and special guest Daniel Drogemeyer. He is one of the co-hosts of the Lock On Chargers podcast, and he's breaking down the Chargers, telling us what we need to know. And uh, got to ask you about Austin Eckler. I mean, what a success story. An undrafted free agent has come in, and he's basically, besides maybe, you know, Justin Herbert, he's kind of been the uh, moon, I guess, around which the offense has orbited. So what... What is it about Eckler? What does he bring to the table and how do you stop this guy? Yeah, that's a great question. I think a lot of defenses would love to have the answer to that. Uh, But Austin Eckler is just so dynamic because 
you know, I think early on in his career, they saw him as just a pass catching running back, someone who is an absolute demon in the open field. who can really break tackles. He's one of the pound for pound for pound strongest players in the NFL. He's very small in stature, but that definitely does not uh, have any bearing on how he plays on the field. He plays like he's six foot four uh, because that's just the attitude that he has. And I think now, you know, in his fourth or fifth year in the NFL, he's much more of a complete runner. Uh, he doesn't get all the touches just because he is small in stature. Um, but uh, for him, it's not about rushing attempts. It's, it's about touches. It's about getting him the ball in the passing game. It's about being efficient in the running game. He just, you know, he would really love to have a, a, a RB2 step up and try to take some of that pressure off of him, but nobody has really emerged in that role. So for him, he is definitely a catalyst for the Chargers offense. You get him the ball and, and good things happen. He's just an, an incredible weapon and a, uh, at this point, a very complete football player. Now, when I was studying the Chargers and looking at some of the stats, one stat in particular jumped out at me, and that is a 35.7 percentage conversion rate on fourth down. The Chargers, a very aggressive team, on fourth down, I'm sure Giant fans wish that the Giants were that aggressive. What can you tell us a little bit about, you know, that aggressiveness, how they kind of come to these decisions and just give us a little bit of, you know, background as to how they think. Yeah, for sure. Uh, for that specifically, it's uh, it's about Brandon Staley's analytical background. He, he really takes the analytics uh, very seriously. He does uh, operate with some feel of the game as well. He wants to get that information though, so he can make the best informed decisions. And in some of the, I mean, several occasions during this season, the Chargers have went for it on fourth down and can and continue to drive, and then ended that drive in a touchdown. Uh, it's just those situations that really put you over the top if you if you hit it right, right? Uh, you know, obviously, if you convert, then you're a genius. Uh, but if you don't, then you're the biggest idiot in the world, uh, basically in sports media. So, uh, but the Chargers, that's their motto. Like that, that's their, that's who they are. That's who Brandon Staley is. He is aggressive at his core and he believe, and, and that aggressiveness comes from a strong belief in the offense and a strong belief in Justin Herbert. He truly believes that Justin Herbert is his best player and he wants to give the ball to his best player in every single as many situations as possible to convert and more often than not it has happened all right now on the flip side a stat that i think the giants probably have taken note of is that the chargers are 31st against the run they're allowing 141.2 yards per game against the run again 31st in the league um Gosh, if only Saquon Barkley were Saquon Barkley of 2018. But what has been the biggest problem for the Chargers in defending the run this year? Well, I, I think it's something I touched on earlier, and it's the the really the 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 want to limit those explosive plays, the, those deep passing plays. The Brandon Staley's defense is basically saying, "Hey, we'll let you you know kill us uh, by death by a thousand paper cuts. You know, we, we'll let you get those three, four, five, six yard uh, you know runs and and passes, and kind of wait for you to make a mistake and 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 really buckle down in the red zone. That that's kind of what they do. They'll let you dink and dunk your way down the field, but they get really really tough in the red zone and try to you know uh, avoid those touchdowns and and really force field goals, but like that that's exactly what they're they're trying to do they, they really don't they're going to keep that too too deep safety shell and they're not going to let you throw over the top they'll let you get everything you want underneath but they're going to do everything in their power to limit those explosive plays 
Now the Giants right now, they are a walking wounded animal. Best way to describe it. I mean, with all the injuries, they have also struggled. That said, is there a concern that maybe the Chargers are looking past the Giants because I believe they have the Chiefs after the Giants, which is a division game. So is there that concern? No, no, there is not. Uh, Not for me because, you know, Brandon Staley has been very, very clear that this Giants team has talent and it's definitely true. The, the Giants defensive line is very young, very athletic, uh, and one of the better defensive lines in the league, regardless of their record. And on offense, uh, there's a, a tremendous around amount of respect for Saquon Barkley, even though he may not be the same player that he was back then. That respect has already been there. It's already been given by Brandon Staley, and he acknowledges that that there are players on that team, and you can't do that. You this is the NFL. If you go into the in, into it with the mindset that you're just going to walk all over a team, then those are, those are the instances you get beat. Uh, those are the, the those are the, the you know those are the games that become trap games. So you can't allow that. You can't have that mentality. Uh, and you know Brandon Staley is going to instill that. You cannot look past any team in the NFL. All right, final question for you. What is the X factor in this game? Yeah, I mean, I think the X factor, I mean, just looking at some of the stats from the Giants, uh, it's definitely getting the ball in space for Austin Eckler and, and really forcing those linebackers to try to, to, try to cover them. Uh, you know, they give up a pretty high completion percentage. So that's definitely something that I think they're going to look to uh, really try to exploit. And on defense, uh, it's really focused on stopping Saquon Barkley and Devin Booker. Uh, or yeah, those are the, the the two you know big weapons there. And there's also a big respect for Kenny Galladay as well. You have to locate Kenny Galladay at all times, no matter who's throwing the football. Uh, that guy can make plays. So you want to try to limit the those plays on offense to Kenny Galladay and really try to bottle up the running game. And then, like I said, really try to get Austin Eckler in space against those linebackers and, you know, take your shots as well. Uh, I mean, they're, they're going to be there, so you're going to have to take advantage of them when they do present themselves. All right, David, great stuff. Giant fans, thank you so much for tuning in to today's show. Make sure you check out the Locked on Chargers podcast. I'll be talking Giants with David. Um, and make sure you check them out also on Friday as they continue to preview the game as well as we continue to preview the game. So thank you for making us your first listen of the day, or if you're watching us on YouTube, your first watch of the day. For David Jogemeyer, I am Patricia Trena, and we will talk to you again tomorrow.